Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. The Limit Does Not Exist is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, I'm Christina Wallace. And I'm Kate Scott Campbell. We're here to help you follow your curiosity, celebrate your individuality, and embrace the and, not the or. So you can turn everything you love into a custom-built career that's as unique and dynamic as you are. If you feel that one path may not be your only path, and you call yourself a human Venn diagram, then you are in the right place. Because when it comes to pursuing your passions, we believe the limit does not exist. Have you ever tried to rally others to a cause and thought, maybe what I need to inspire action is more data? I know I have, but today's guest might make you see things from a whole new perspective. 
Maybe what you're missing isn't data, but a compelling story. Gabrielle Allman is a former humanitarian staffer turned undercover Hollywood operative. (laughs) Gabby shares how Hurricane Katrina led her to work in emergency management and how that ultimately led her to create her own agency that sparks groundbreaking transformational partnerships between the creative industry and the public sector. And she's joined by her husband and former TLDNE guest, Billy Allman, a designer and storyteller with a passion for nature, technology, and innovation. Together, they share what makes their partnership work and also why they won't be collaborating on anything anytime soon. We love the humor, self-awareness, and genuine appreciation for their differences that powers this power couple. It's true. Gabby and Billy are one dynamic duo. So let's meet them, shall we? Let's do it. Gabby, you first came on our radar in the lightning round of Billy's episode on our show. We had a question we always asked our guests, which was give a shout out for a woman who's doing awesome things. And Billy's shout out about you was so compelling. Christine and I both went, we have got to talk to Gabby and have her on the show. So we are so happy to have you here. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. And I definitely slipped Billy a $20 bill after I heard (laughs) the podcast. Thank you so much. I love it. Great job, Billy. Thank you. Way to earn that money. You know, every every dollar counts. (laughs) So you studied international business at Howard University. Then you got a master's in public policy from USC. So what initially drew you to those fields? Did you have a game plan when you were studying international business at Howard? Kind of, I did. So when we think about when I first went to college, I think it was around 2000. Four. So this is when P. Diddy was big. This is when we had Camorley Simmons and Baby Fat. And when I decided that I wanted to study international business, I thought, I'm going to be a mogul like them. Like, that is exactly who I want to be and what I want to do. <laughs> and was well on my way to it. I was really thankful that I did well in those classes. But in my sophomore year in 2005 is when Hurricane Katrina had hit. It was a big year because it was the first year that Howard University students are able to live in a co-ed dorm. There was one day when I'd finally got some money and I thought, okay, I'm not going to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anymore. I'm going to make something (laughs) to eat. And it just so happened that our dorm's kitchen was on Billy's floor. And he was in the room and that's how I met him. Oh my gosh. We struck up a conversation in about Really within a week, we hit it off so well that we were together. I'm looking at Billy now to just confirm that this is true. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll, I'll never forget. There was a distinct impression she made because she came in with this bag full of tomatoes and garlic. But I'll preface this by saying I'm not by any means defined as a chef. Um, <laughs> but I knew that there was a distinction between her coming in with like raw materials to make spaghetti from scratch and some ragu that I had seen some other um, uh, other people coming into the, the kitchen with. So it was an easy thing to start a conversation with her around. 
You were a smart enough co-ed to know that Gabby seemed to be in a class by herself, bringing oh, yeah. in these raw ingredients. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, Gabby, tell us about Hurricane Katrina, because, Billy, I remember mm-hmm. in your episode, you mentioned how it really made an impact on you and led you to biomimicry yeah, at the and, time. And it's really Gabby's fault as well. So, so Gabby, what happened? I was sitting in class, and this was in August, and I remember one of my classmates picking up the phone, and she was really upset. And just by the pure demographics of Howard University, it feels like half of the population is from the South. So what would have been a very small conversation on perhaps another campus felt like a campus-wide conversation at Howard. And our mutual friend, Peter Carr, was the head of our local NAACP chapter. He started to organize student response to Hurricane Katrina. I got involved because Peter and I were really good friends. And because I got involved... Billy said, wherever you're going, I'm going. Smart man. We drove down on a, I think it was a 24-hour drive from D.C. to New Orleans. And what I saw there just completely transformed. It changed the entire trajectory of my professional interests and my professional career for the next decade. The reason why I say it's her fault, just to give her credit for that, is because at the time, I was impacted by it. But I had already had excuses in my mind why I shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And because of Gabby, when, when she's passionate about something, she finds a way to kind of realize whatever it is that she feels she needs to do. And so just seeing her drive and passion for it, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go too. And, you know, obviously I was still wooing her at the time. <laughs> um, but but again, just the experience of being down there, it, it, yeah. it did the same thing for me. It, it really changed a lot of the things that I valued and, and was focusing on for school. A lot of what we did on the ground was interacting with the mayor and city council members. And half of the response that we got from the elected officials was really inspiring and affirming. And half of that was extremely disappointing. And leaving that experience, I thought, I really want to understand how to craft an argument that an elected official can't deny. How do I do that? And it took a couple years to figure it out. But I realized that a master's in public policy, which is all about crafting an argument for government was what I needed to pursue. And so that's how I ended up getting my master's at USC. Gabby, you started your career in emergency management, including working for the city of Los Angeles, World Vision, and for the FEMA National Advisory Council. So can you just explain quickly what emergency management is and how you found your way into it? Emergency management is a field that emerged after 9-11. It's still pretty new. Um, But it's essentially, it's a group of people, it's the industry that's responsible for planning for, preparing for, responding to, and recovering from any kind of hazard or disaster that you can think of. So from tsunamis to volcanoes to terrorist attacks to whatever, a nuclear incident, these are the people that are responsible for gathering information, creating plans, creating relationships, and seeing that through to help people recover and be resilient no matter what happens anywhere in the world. When I got to grad school, I knew what emergency management was. Coming out of undergrad, when I realized that's what I wanted to do, I didn't quite have the name for it. What I saw in New Orleans and what I saw on the Gulf Coast, the statement that I had in my mind was, I need to know how this should work. I see how this is not working. How does this work well? We call it disaster relief or we call it disaster response, but As my understanding became more sophisticated, I realized like, oh, this is an actual industry. People are starting to develop academic programs around it. I think, okay, let me find out where I can do this 
locally, and that's how I got involved with the City of LA's Emergency Management Department, which does that for 4 million people and like 400,000 businesses they're responsible for preparing for and responding to emergencies. This is incredible. Obviously, all of the examples that you're giving, these huge emergency situations, are impacting thousands upon thousands of people. How do you sort of start to make an impact? Was there a through line between approaching different types of emergencies that you found in the work? Being on the other side of it, so being a few years in now, there are different roles within that space. There is the responder, so the person who's on the ground providing mass care, depending on if you're a government response or humanitarian response. If you're if you're with an organization, you're kind of doing everything. And you're typically responding in places that don't have a strong government system. So you're outside of the U.S. And you can be seeing any and everything. Here in the U.S., you're more so, if you're in emergency management, you're behind a desk, but you're working 20 hours a day and you're supporting the firefighters, the police department who are on the scene. A lot of what I did, I started to specialize in humanitarian tech. So looking at how do I build different kinds of systems to collect data, help decision makers understand where they want to deliver aid and how much. And it really tapped on my coding skills, a bit of user experience and design skills and a lot of futurism and foresight work to see where both where we're going in terms of where the world is, what population needs are, and what we needed to start to do and build today so that we could be ready for what's coming down the pipeline. So let's talk about those tech solutions. As a global innovation and technology fellow at World Vision, you developed geospatial solutions for global crisis response. What did that look like? Very simply, it's just mapping. When you look at CNN, we're in an election year now, and you have those people like touching on the screens and different information pops up. That's right. what I did on the back end. Oh, interesting. Practically, a lot of my work focused on East Africa and Southeast Asia. So what I did for World Vision, which responds in like I don't even know how many countries around the world, but starting to develop different kinds of dashboards and platforms for them to monitor emergencies that were emerging, that were happening around the continent, and also see where they're responding to and who really needed aid that they weren't reaching yet. So a lot of things related to data, a lot of things related to analysis, but I really, really loved it. Wow. When did you add coding to your toolbox? Have you always been really interested in data? Yes-ish. I didn't have a name for it at that time. So going back to Howard, I did finish my degree in international business, though I had this interest in disaster response. But in Howard, I started to take some modeling classes, which we now would call like formulaic or algorithm-based classes. And I really excelled in it. I, I loved it. And I didn't understand why at the time. But when I was preparing for grad school, I remember reading an article talking about the World Bank and international development and, and them saying at the time, like the next wave of innovation is going to be related to data. And I thought to myself, well, these are the kind of people that I want to work for. So I think I need to pick up a skill about how to analyze and visualize data so that I can have a job after I graduate. And so that's what I did. When I was in school, I took as many complex analytical classes as I could, uh, and that just segued into different kinds of tech classes and that touched on coding. And for whatever reason, how my brain works, it just happened to pick it up. And then when I found myself at World Vision and all these other places after it, 
because I had that skill, I had opportunities to build on it. And then I just became good enough at it to keep being tapped on for different jobs to do it. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When did you discover your interest in storytelling and the impact it could have on nonprofits, government agencies, other purpose-driven organizations? It actually goes back to my time organizing on Howard University's campus for disaster response. And there was one moment where the group of us who were leading this effort were really challenged with what is the best way to send hundreds of students down to the Gulf Coast? Some people were saying, we're going to limit it to like 60 people. And other people were advocating for, you know, all the hundreds who had applied to go and like, how do we raise money to support that? And, And I was on the the latter end, you know, let's be as inclusive as possible. And so we went around the table and everyone had to justify why they were advocating for the position that they were in terms of who can go and who cannot. And I remember saying at the time that my only interest in having everyone go is that it's important in crises and disasters and these moments where things can get highly politicized that everyone has a chance to be a part of the story. No one can argue with experience. And when things get really nuts and everyone has a really strong opinion, no one can argue with someone who's actually been there and been a part of it and been impacted by what they've seen. What ended up transpiring for me over my time working in the humanitarian space is I thought because of my background in tech and my leaning in mathematics, that as long as we got data in front of people, as long as we can get the statistics about what's happening around the world and let people know how many people are being impacted by XYZ crises, that as long as people have the information, people will act on it. And what I realized after 10 years is that's not true at all. We don't have a data problem in humanitarian aid or emergency response. We have a storytelling problem. My focus now for however long, whether it's a couple years in the next 10 years, is to help nonprofits and people and government agencies learn how to be better storytellers. And really by leveraging my proximity to and network in Hollywood to have the people who are best at storytelling teach those folks how to do it. So producers, directors, writers, and anyone who's willing to lend their skill and expertise. Tell us about your storytelling summit. By sitting on FEMA's National Advisory Council, I convinced my subcommittee's leadership to host a call where we had someone from the Walt Disney Company, someone from Apple who used to work with Steve Jobs, and someone from DreamWorks sit on a call for an hour and tell my fellow council members everything they knew about how to craft stories that connect with people, all with the purpose of How do we help emergency managers deliver messages that people will actually listen to? There's a huge problem of people ignoring PSAs, people not evacuating, not listening to sound advice. So maybe if we craft this based on some really sound storytelling principles, that can change. And what ended up happening on this call is you could hear people's mind just like, you know, (laughs) opening up. And it, it was really transformational. And I realized afterward was... There are more fields outside of emergency management that would benefit from that kind of information. How do I make that as open and accessible as possible? And how do I make this longer than one hour? 
And so that's where the idea for our conference came in. And that's how the Storyteller Summit came to be. And we had our first conference last year. And by God's grace, it went excellent. And now I'm planning 2020s for the fall. Woo. What inspired you to start your own agency? And what has been maybe an unexpected challenge or um, discovery that surprised you? I officially established Brain and Bullish in 2018. I've been an independent consultant for a few years now. But when I decided that, yes, creativity, all things related to storytelling is something that I want to do, I just don't want to be an independent consultant. I want to turn this into an establishment and an operation that's much, much bigger than myself with the ultimate goal of there's only so much one person can do. And if I can bring more people on board, I want to do that. I I need the structure to do that. So Brain and Bullish is all about finding unique and creative ways for the creative and entertainment world to collaborate with the public sector and nonprofit folks. And so first, we're doing that with the Storyteller Summit. Next, we're working on infiltrating and influencing writers rooms who are addressing a variety of topics. Also thinking about how do we elevate the kind of people that really deserve to be seen today and I think people will really benefit from hearing from considering all of the chaos and crises we're experiencing in the world. As you advise these Fortune 500 companies, nonprofits, government agencies, are there common problems or through lines that you see across all of these different organizations? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I know this because this is my world. This is These are the people that I've worked with over the past decade. And not only are they my colleagues, but they're people I admire very much. You look at any government department, you look at any nonprofit, and you have typically very under-resourced, overstretched individuals. You have people who are deeply skilled, wildly passionate, but have so little time to do anything other than to keep themselves and their projects afloat. And so when you're looking at storytelling in particular, I run into a lot of people who want to do better, who want to take their communications or their messaging, their marketing to the next level, but they just don't have the support to do it or they don't have the network to guide them in that journey. Going back to the Storyteller Summit, that's the first step in helping to open that access to those people. The summit was not just about learning. It was about how can we get a lot of these folks in the same room to start to build relationships with one another so that they can work on things outside of myself, outside of this structure. But there are other ways that I'm looking at it. How do we provide that kind of learning and support going forward? Well, I'm just going to add one unbiased opinion on the <laughs> impact of it was also seeing the the connection between people who are passionate about different topics and about what's happening in the world, who are graphic designers or artists or, or musicians, having them also be interested in connecting with people that are in these government agencies for finding ways for them to contribute as well. So it, it really was a, a hub for all of these different passionate people around creating change to kind of find those missing links in kind of executing on helping. I love that point because I'm so struck listening to you talk, Gabby, about 
your just diverse skill set and how all of it is valuable in what you do. And thinking about, to your point, Billy, about all of these different skills that different people have who are passionate, how do you lead the charge to integrate those and to really focus them towards change? Yeah, it's an open space. It's a unique opportunity. And it's a lot of work to do, but I think also having seen over the last few years that everyone, everyone is affected by what's happening in the news and everyone wants to not feel overwhelmed. They want to be hopeful about what's going on and they want to have an impact that's meaningful. Where I come from, we're the folks behind the headlines. We're addressing it. We don't get a lot of news coverage, but we have a unique opportunity to be a part of the solution. The opportunity that exists is that you have these incredibly gifted, creative people whose skills are very much needed, whose knowledge is very much needed, who desire to have a deep impact. And this is a really unique way for them to harness everything that they've learned and do it for good. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The strength of your partnership and of each of you as individuals is so apparent. It cannot be overstated. So tell us about your partnership. We're really each other's brain trust. That's usually kind of how things start. So Billy and I, we've been together for 15 years this year. So we met when we were 19. We're turning 34 this year. And (laughs) it's nuts. But what's really interesting from my personal perspective is how our relationship has shifted considering my pivot now into this space that he's really knowledgeable in and an expert in. So interesting. for the first 12 years of us being together, was really focused on emergency management and humanitarian aid. And for the most part, Billy was my encourager. That was our partnership dynamic. Anything I wanted to do, he was the person that would just listen to me and say, go do it. I'm 100% behind you. But now this is the first time in our relationship where I'm looking to him for professional advice, for even introductions, or really getting his feedback on what doesn't look right about what I'm trying to do. I'm really stuck on figuring out X, Y, Z. And him being able to give me not only the kind of thought and feedback that I really need, but me being able to see for the first time and really understand for the first time, like, oh, this is what he was talking about when he was talking about producing. (laughs) This is what he meant when he talked about all these different parts of the creative process that I, that just went over my head for so many years. So it's a new, new fun space and it's changed our relation to each other for sure. Do you think you might have a joint biomimicry storytelling project in your future? I, I mean, it feels like there are so many cool intersections <laughs> of that work, No. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Here's the thing. Our our personalities are really different. Yeah. Our styles are really different. What's always pulled us together is our common 
interests and our common values, but how we go about pursuing those things is very different enough that we know that if we were to work together on the same project for a period of time, it Billy, help me out here. It just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just so, probably wouldn't be the so, best. And we, we've known this for a while. So one thing Gabby didn't say is that I studied architecture in undergrad when we were at Howard. And Gabrielle wanted to be and was considering studying architecture when she was in college as well. And she opted for international business. And one of the things we talked about just after we both graduated was if she had studied architecture, we would have drove each other crazy <laughs> uh, just in terms of how different we are. So we knew for a long time ago that like us working together probably wouldn't be ideal. But uh, I think we found the right groove where we complement each other on each of our individual projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's clear there's a real yin and yang (laughs) at play here. Mm -hmm. And also just the fact that you two are both what we call human Venn diagrams. You have these very dynamic skill sets. What's an example of a, a benefit of your differences? And what's an example of a challenge? The spaghetti experience of me meeting her is actually, I think, a huge metaphor for Gabby's superpower. Mm. Um, She's the most self-actualized person I've ever met. And I I don't think I knew how to go about accomplishing goals until I met her. Uh, And she kind of – she just became the model of, okay, this is how you make things happen. This is how you go from an idea to manifesting whatever whatever it is in your heart to do. I can absolutely see that. Right? Thank you. (laughs) So – for for me, it's it's great to have that drive, kind of. Hey, I'm thinking about this, or hey, I was I was thinking about reaching out to this person, and because she's so self actualized, you know, she can work out very quickly how to make that happen. Whereas me, like, I can be a little like, oh, well, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't want to be too cautious. And she can be very direct. Okay. See, that's that's a perfect example. That's, Case that's... in point. <laughs> but but it, it's good because if if she does anything, she gets me out of my comfort zone, and that's when I really grow. So that's definitely the thing that I I appreciate the most. Gabby, what's it like from your perspective? The benefit and the challenge are really the same, depending on how sensitive I'm feeling at the time, <laughs> because we care about the same things. We have this thing that always brings us together we can see the end point of what each other is trying to do and why, and we connect to it. Because we are different in our approaches, we can see each other's weak points in terms of what things might not work, what things need to be addressed. And that can be very, very beneficial when you're ready to move forward in your planning and and move into the execution phase. What's hard though, and what I think we try to plan against or navigate through is that sometimes our ideas are not ready for each other's criticisms (laughs) or feedback. Right. Because sometimes I might have an idea that's so new in my heart or so new in my mind that I just need to hear, it's a great idea. Um, Or, you know, you should do it. And, (laughs) And vice versa. But I know that I need to be ready if I'm presenting it to Billy It's at a stage where I'm ready to get some feedback on how it could be improved, what needs to be done next, and ultimately it makes our ideas better, but sometimes it can be hard to hear the places that it needs to kind of be bolted up first. And it's funny because I know she's going to figure it out. 
sometimes it's me trying to get ahead of her and kind of being like, okay, if we're doing this, you got to think about this, this. And she's like, but I just want to know it's like a good idea. <laughs> and I'm like, but we, it, it is a good idea, but these are the things we need to do now that we know that it's a good And so it's just right. kind of like, it's often like just finding the right cadence between us of where we are in, in what the next thing we want to do is. That's right. Do you want a high five or are you ready for a game plan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, or both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such an amazing self-awareness of your partnership. I've had professional partnerships. I've certainly had romantic partnerships that could have benefited from that self-awareness mm-hmm. and wasn't there at the time. And I just I think that's amazing to be able to know sometimes I need this. And as a partner, being able to kind of you know, read the room and know what your partner needs from you, whether it's the high five or the game plan is really incredible. So here's the interesting thing about our house, and I'll bring it back, (laughs) is Billy literally has books, like stacks of books, boxes of of sketch pads with ideas that he has. Like you walk into our apartment that all the mirrors in the bathroom are covered in dry erase marker from oh, like his master plans <laughs> and a beautiful mind my brain is all around the house yeah. and it's really cool to live in that and to be a part of that for me though i don't have nearly the abundance of ideas that he has i kind of get excited about one thing and i and i drill down for a while and then i move on to something else i had an idea Maybe it was just a few weeks ago, and I was just struggling with trying to figure out, like, is this a great thing to pursue or not? Through talking it through with Billy, I realized, like, oh, this is going to be a waste of time. Like, this is worth putting down, which is an important lesson for me to to pick up on because I get excited about everything. Mm. But that's an experience where maybe a few years before I would have been too sensitive about or maybe too stubborn about to listen to. But because of... My seeing over time now, like his advice is always spot on. He knows more about what I'm trying to do than than I do at this point. You just saved me six months of like 40 hour work trying to do something that I that I can see now isn't going to mean anything. Wow. So that that's the benefit. I mean, that kind of trust, too, and the fact, you know, the 15 years that you both have known each other and really done a lot of growing together in both of your fields, it's incredible to have the benefit of, I almost want to say the efficiency of what you just said, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a great facilitator. I think what's awesome about his work, he's practicing brainstorming all the time. Like He is super efficient at both generating ideas and curating which ones are great versus good. And I'm Still very much a newbie at that. And I think, you know, that just comes from my background and experience. I don't have the training that he has. And so learning to lean on his thought process and being able to adapt some of that from my own, I hope that I can get some of those benefits and save time and choose what I pursue more strategically with it. Your your listeners can't see me slipping the $20 bill back What I was struck most by in this conversation was a point Gabby made about emergency management and how she thought they had a data problem, but really they had a storytelling problem. Ah, uh, yes, which I love totally that. makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about a big faceless problem with a ton of statistics, it's easy to distance yourself from it. 
or think it doesn't affect you, right? But when you know the story of one person or one family or one town, it makes it so much more human and real. I think this is why you see the success of GoFundMes, right? Because you can see how it affects an individual person. It's so, so true. You know, it reminds me, Christina, of something that Michael Tara Garver shared in episode 105, The Age of Experience, which is her belief that why we've made theater and television and every other form of storytelling is to reflect back what it means to be human, right? Like it is, yeah. That human thread, that phrase like, I feel seen or I see you mm-hmm. comes from like to be able to look in someone's eyes and and realize that we are all living this humanity together <laughs> is so powerful. It is. You know, I also was really taken by Gabby's incredibly diverse skill set. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. International business, coding, storytelling, public policy, Clearly, she has found this incredible niche that fits her perfectly and really leverages all of these elements of her Venn diagram. And she wasn't afraid of founding her own agency in order to occupy that niche, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love that Billy described Gabby as the most self-actualized person he's ever met. (laughs) You know, and you could really feel that being in the room with her. You know, he spoke to her ability to make things happen. Mm -hmm. And Christina... I was thinking about it. It's that superpower, like that ability to see your diverse skills and wrangle them towards a common and focused goal. Like, I think that's a key distinction between feeling scattered versus harnessing your unique recipe to create a profound impact. That's right. right. Yeah. I feel like there's a T-shirt that says something like (laughs) skill wrangler on it in our future. (laughs) I love when on our show we discover these skills that we don't even realize are skills. Right. Until they're modeled so beautifully for us. Absolutely. Oftentimes, partnering with someone who can help you wrangle your skills is as powerful and often more efficient than doing it for yourself. Yeah, they can reflect it back to you. Yeah, that's right. It's so clear how much Billy appreciates Gabby's focus and directness. On the flip side, I loved how Gabby mentioned that discussing an idea with Billy has saved her months of working on something full time that ultimately wouldn't have been worth it. It comes down to her point that sometimes when she's going to him for feedback she needs Mm -hmm. a high five right she needs the encouragement (laughs) to go ahead with it and sometimes she needs a game plan or she needs that critical eye on how would this work and it's actually on her to tell billy what she needs when she comes to him asking for feedback and obviously this is a relationship that they have been building on for what 15 years now which is incredible i yeah. cannot wait until i've had a partnership for 15 years with jazz or with you <laughs> right the same that that's we're a, on our way an incredible <laughs> investment in someone but yeah it's really important to know whether you're five days in or 15 years in when you go to that partner and ask for their help and their advice what you're actually asking for because that's what ensures you don't have this misalignment of expectations or you don't have your feelings hurt when 
they show up with the game plan and what you wanted was the high five. Christina, that's so huge. You know, I often talk about how giving constructive feedback is as much of an art form as creating something, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> but there's this term in, I don't know, I'm going to say in business, I've heard it in business, that's manage up, right? Like, yeah. how do you manage up and really show the people who you report to what you need? I think this is such a great example for that, that like, mm-hmm. while setting yourself up to feedback can feel very vulnerable, you can help steer that ship by verbalizing what you want and need, right? A hundred percent. So this week, think about storytelling. Take a look at the work you're currently doing and see if you can mine it for areas that could be expanded by story. Like, for example, are you working to get others behind a cause? If so, whose story could be told to help illustrate that cause's importance? Or maybe there are parts of your own story that by framing it up in a new way will help others understand you better and why you operate the way you do. Maybe this is about what's the story that connects all the interests in my human Venn diagram. And while you're potentially asking for feedback on that story, (laughs) you also have a great guide for how to do that from Gabby as well. Mm -hmm. So We'd love for you to share one of those stories with us. We love hearing from you. You can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at TLDNEpod, or you can email us at hello at TLDNEpodcast.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail with that story at 833-HI-TLDNE. That's 833-448-5363, then dial 803. Oh my gosh, I would love a voicemail message that's like a mini moth storytelling (laughs) moment. (laughs) That would be amazing. As always, we'll link to everything we talked about in the show notes to this episode, including Brain and Bullish, their storytelling summit, and Billy's past episode, which is number 87, Nature Be Wildin. You can find all of those links at tldnepodcast.com slash 110. Thanks so much to our producer, Maya Cole, and to you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts if you like what you heard. It really helps us get the word out to fellow human Venn diagrams. Until next time, remember, the the limit limit does does not not exist. exist. (laughs) (laughs) The Limit Does Not Exist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 